0: Welcome to the Tuesday,
1: November 22nd edition of the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast, the pre Thanksgiving waiver wire edition of the show. We got obviously a couple of running backs here and wide receivers. I think a light overall waiver wire period, but some top guys that we'll discuss. We'll hit that here after the break. So just stick around and we'll get things going. Again, welcome to the Tuesday, November twenty second edition of the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored sponsored by No Advantage. You can follow me at JB Fantasy Sports, obviously Joe Bartle, alongside me as always, Jake Tarski at Roto Jake. Week twelve waiver wire. Uh no bye weeks, right, Jake? I think this is uh our first mm-hmm. no bye week when we have it. 13 and 14 yet, so it's still confusing.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a real tough week. So obviously Thanksgiving, everyone's playing this week. So um, things like QB streams, streaming defenses aren't going to be real heavy, but there are multiple teams on by. I think the Cardinals have a week 13 by, and then there's like four or five teams Mm -hmm. with a week 14 by, which of course – your standard setup is to have playoffs weeks 15, 16, and 17. So having a week 14 bye when uh, when it's really difficult, when you're trying to get into the playoffs or trying to squeeze into the playoffs is going to prove a challenge. So we have a couple players that have pretty favorable rest of season outlooks we're going to run down for you today and hopefully uh, help you look ahead here. And uh, also, you know, I was just listening to Alan and Jeff's uh, sneaky ads. They mentioned being careful and looking ahead before you drop players too. Uh, you know, you might want to look ahead to those week 13 and 14 weeks where, um, you know, you could be put in a tough spot. I know Jonathan Taylor owners, for example, right. you know, are going to be in a tough spot here later on this year. So, uh, uh, as if they weren't already all season long. Right. So, so, um, yeah, so there's a lot of helpful info we have for you guys today. And, uh, and uh, hopefully we can get those playoff pushes across.
1: Likely trade deadline for a lot of fantasy places as well. Too again with weeks thirteen to fourteen by something to keep in mind. You know everyone who's driving right now and listening uh, as they head to the holidays. Thank you. Try to get your waiver wires in before the Thursday games, which is obviously important. But I think for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you're aware of it because there's three games on Thanksgiving. You're probably doing things anyway. So this might be one of the more listened to podcasts of the entire season as everyone's getting pre- prepped for the week twelve yeah. waiver. Let's uh, e-
2: even the late deadlines are, are often pushed up to wednesday i yes. know our rotowire yeah, 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 invitational yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. our stake league and our dynasty deadlines are all pushed up here to wednesday so uh yeah hopefully we got some names for you today
1: we'll talk about the uh blowout game between the niners and cardinals monday night matchup uh only because there's a little bit of fantasy i think wire stuff that'll come from that first a word from our sponsors no house advantage no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today playing pickup contests versus other people for a shot at winning big cash prizes download the app choose a contest select your player props earn points For a correct picks and then climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20x your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player props, over unders, or individual player matchups across every major sport, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR uh, with promo code NHWIRE. That's N-H-W-I-R-E at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app in the App Store to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out your NoHouseAdvantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefining. It's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. All right, Niners win 38-10 against the Cardinals without Kyler Murray. Cardinals look like they gave up after, what was that, first George Kittle touchdown, certainly the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if Cliff Kingsbury is going to enjoy his holidays much, but it's possible if he and General Manager Steve Kime are done by the end of the season, if not before then. That is a bad team, I think, both of us took the under on their win totals to begin the season, and they have proved to be a bad team. Uh, and this was a showcase of their misery at New Mexico City.
3: I guess yeah,
2: I yeah. I mean, you can you can rightfully take a victory lap there. I didn't think I didn't think the Cardinals were going to be great, but I also didn't think they were going to be this bad, fighting with the Rams for the seller in that division. I mean, who would have thought? Um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, so you, of course you have Kyler Murray he misses his second straight week with a hamstring injury. He went to Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy was able to get a win against the Rams last week, and even early in this game, Colt McCoy looked decent. I mean, mm-hmm. at kickoff it was downpouring. Yeah, Colt McCoy was still finding um he was still Hopkins. finding DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I think it was seven or eight catches in the first half for Hopkins. But then as the game started to slip away, the team kind of just fell apart and uh you know i think hopkins only had one one or two catches in the second half here so uh and yes yes i did watch this game despite all the uh the maui jim maui invitational and all these great college basketball tournaments on yeah, i so took one for the early team. Up
1: early for soccer too that's
2: yeah exactly i took one for the team for you guys and uh and sat through this one here um but yeah you're right it just seemed like things were falling apart you know once the uh Cardinals got two scores behind. It was almost give up mode already, and you could definitely see that, like you said, on the second Kittle touchdown, where Kittle had there are two defensive backs in front of him that could have attempted to make that tackle. They chose not to, and Kittle essentially walked right by them. So, fantasy managers of Kittle can uh, thank the Cardinals' soft defense for that. Asking fantasy managers of Brandon Ayuk, I came across one of my favorite mm-hmm. uh, fantasy team names this year. It was Ayuk and Rally. Was the uh was was the fantasy team name? I love so- the
1: team names because I'm so bad at them. <laughs> I'm just Joe in every one of my 15 leagues, and it's like I'm mm-hmm. just conceding that I suck at this kind of thing. The creativity is yeah. wonderful. I, I I will. I wish you got bonus points for really good names, not like mm-hmm. dumb sexual names, but fun ones like that one. That yeah. that's perfect.
2: Yeah, so you know it's fun texting my friend. Hey, a pretty good week for uh, you can rally this week, <laughs> right? Because he gets his uh he gets his um. Uh, you know, his couple of touchdowns there, even Debo had a good game. You know, you know, modest uh receiving numbers, but he ran in a 39 yard score, looked great, looked explosive. I think it's safe to say that Debo is back. Uh, but with Jimmy G actually looking successful, uh, this team looking successful, it's a team that could probably be pretty dangerous in the playoffs here as we get moving. Here, there are plenty of fantasy assets here, so um. But like you said, the the waiver and uh, consequent. well, okay, so there are two things that I want to talk about here before moving on. One, Elijah Mitchell got more carries than Christian McCaffrey. He got nine to his seven. Uh, And you can give a couple reasons for that. One, you know, maybe it was a little bit of a blowout game. I can give you that. Two, you know, you probably want to keep McCaffrey healthy for, you know, like I said, that postseason run, right? So I could see them being a little conservative if they don't necessarily need to use McCaffrey. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at the snap counts here real quick. McCaffrey 64.9%, and Elijah Mitchell only 22.8%. So it's not like we're clearly not worried about McCaffrey losing his job here, but he's not going to be... With the Panthers, he was the only offense they had, you know, essentially with you know DJ Moore and and Terrace Marshall being in the doghouse, not so much anymore. But you know DJ Moore and and bad quarterback play for the Panthers too. It was pretty much relying on dump off screens and carries to McCaffrey here. The Forty ers just have extra options, and um and while McCaffrey, I would still if we were drafting rest of season today, I think I'd still take him in the first round. Yeah. Um. I just, you know, that explains you know his lack of production here. You know, with Elijah Mitchell. It last
1: week, it, really what this amounts to is CMC and Elijah Mitchell. I think are startable, and maybe maybe that hurts the ceiling games from McCaffrey. But I mean, what, two weeks ago we had the the passing, receiving, and rushing yeah. touchdown. I mean, mm-hmm. that offense is so good, uh, and I think McCaffrey, yeah. so long as he's healthy, will continue to be mm-hmm. good. And Elijah Mitchell, it's not just a backup to yeah. McCaffrey. I think he it, can it's be, a compliment. You uh, could say that like a, a flexor running back too. Exactly,
2: yeah. and, and we could be having a very different conversation. I mean, McCaffrey. Jeffrey was bearings. It looked like he had some open field in front of him. Mm-hmm. You know, he houses that screen. Uh, you know, we're talking about him being the number one overall pick rest of the season and, and sneaking into that territory for, for next year. I know you wanted to hit on the Cardinals receiver situation because, um, you know, Hollywood yeah. Brown, not quite ready to go. Rondell Moore, who I'm sure a lot of people started this week, mm-hmm. um, you know, given, you know, he had a pretty good game with Colt last week, at least in terms of volume, Rondell Moore, of course, Given the opening carry of the game, went for nine, minus six yards, injured his groin, did not return to the game. So I know a lot of people captained him in DFS showdown and were starting him this week um, and he ended up getting you negative points. So uh, so that's rough. You know, We'll see what's going on with him given uh, they'll have a short week here given the Monday night game and the fact that. You know, he was never really didn't seem close to coming back into that game. He was ruled out pretty quickly. So that opens up some things because you've got DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, he's awesome. He popped up with a little injury this week, but it ended up he ended up playing and active and being very useful, especially for you PPR guys. Hollywood Brown's going to come in and have a role. But what are your thoughts on Greg Dortch though, who who came in and um, really high volume? Effective in the return game, you know, looks like a solid player.
1: Yeah. I was gonna actually mention the return part. Sometimes there's there's leagues in which we play in where you get points for return yards, but more importantly, the return touchdowns. I thought he looked really dynamic there and I I didn't really think about Greg Dortch in that way. Um, whereas I'll give credit to, to Verne, who we'll talk about later on, mm-hmm. from the wide receiver perspective, because he has that upside. Uh, if yep. you are in those leagues, I, I am interested in Dortch a little bit for for that purpose. He has Not- good
2: hands. That's what I noticed too. Yeah. You know, M- McCoy was throwing balls behind him and making him dive, and uh, Dortch was was finding a way to get under those balls that were poorly thrown and uh, was making the most of it. So uh, I think he is he's a good real life player. I mean, he passes the eye test. I do get a little bit worried about what happens when Nuke and Hollywood Brown are both back. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Ertz being gone and maybe Moore even being gone. Uh I, I think Dorch's value hinges on more hinges on Moore pretty, pretty directly. Now we'll see that's how it was early in the season when Moore was out. They didn't have, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, of course, early in that season. So it's hard to predict that stretch. And you know, the tight end game, I know we recommended Trey McBride. You I've been f- happy
1: I mean, that was that was okay. I had to start him in a few leagues. Four yeah, yeah. You can win mm-hmm. with that.
2: Yeah, so like he was it wasn't the worst uh but yeah, four catches for 14 yards. At least he got four targets, you know. He's not going to get double digit targets like these uh like Dortch and Hopkins. I disregard AJ Green's nine targets cuz a lot of that junk happened time. in gart mm-hmm. junk time and a lot of it was with Trace McSorley at quarterback, you know. Right. McCoy took a whole lot of hits in this game, you know. They didn't do a great job uh And he's not quite, quite, quite as elusive as Murray there uh, to be able to make up for some O-line deficiencies. So, so yeah, Dorch is an interesting candidate. I picked him up, unfortunately, for Latavius Murray in a 12-team league because I was a little bit worried about whether Hopkins was going to play or not. Mm -hmm. And I needed to have a backup plan in a must-win game. I might hang on to him for a little bit to see what's next year. I I don't mind, Dorch, I guess
1: I'd say. And maybe from a dynasty perspective, I almost think back to the the Dolphins when they had Wes Welker and then trade him to the Patriots. <laughs> Wes Welker was kind of a return guy, a special yeah. teams person and Bill Belichick mm-hmm. and Brady turned into a whole lot more. Not that uh, yeah. any, any team is savvy enough to make that mm-hmm. kind of move again. There's
2: still three, four receivers out here though, that I'd rather have from Dorch sure. than Dorch. I will get to later on, especially my boy people's Jones, but we'll get to that. in oh, due time. Yes.
1: Yeah. The, the uh, big 10 bias comes in once more, I guess I'm not ruling out Dorch um, from a face perspective, but, you know, the, I'm dead, dead, dead last in the Beat Joe Bartle Runaway Online Championship. Uh, I have had – Oh, great.
2: All... Our support team is going to have to give out a lot of Oh, subs. a ton of Thanks. them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> but Jake, it's not my fault. <laughs> I,
1: I have had 1,200 <laughs> points scored against me. The next lowest is like <laughs> at 1,000 right yeah, around – I mean, it's absurd. Drafting bad. Kyle
2: Pitts is probably your fault. Drafting huh? Kyle Pitts, Najee
1: <laughs> Harris. Uh, it's, been, it's been bad all around. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'd say I'm, I'm in desperate need of a wireship for two and three, and I, I would uh, not be the super upset if I had to start Greg George next week. I'm not – believing hollywood brown's gonna come back we'll have to see um mm-hmm. overall a bad monday night football game which i guess we are kind of anticipated because the cards are not good but um good from maybe a couple other uh, long-term things to kind of point out so let's move over to the quarterback position uh deshaun watson back next week he's at 48 percent rostered so if we don't really have a, a fruitful conversations because we've been running people for weeks This is going to be on the horizon here for Deshaun Watson. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely a Deshaun Watson stash. If you're in need of a quarterback, or I, so I have one. It's a, it's a 10 team, uh, two quarterback, friends and family league that I got. I just, I home run the draft and my quarterbacks are Jalen or Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. Um, And, you know, Josh Allen has that elbow thing that we're not really worried about. But uh, the one thing that could derail that stellar team would be one of those quarterbacks going down. So I picked up Deshaun Watson as my bench stash as an insurance policy for that, because I think he'll be more than serviceable in two quarterback leagues, maybe even one quarterback leagues. I know, uh, you know, for example, uh, a lot of people are ready to cut bait with Matt Stafford. Uh, Justin Fields is day to day. And (laughs) Deshaun Watson's a hell of a lot better pickup than uh, Trevor Simeon. So.
1: Yeah. I mean I think the we'll get to the two QBs because you mentioned Stafford with the second concussion in, in what, ten days basically. Uh backup John Wolford also having an injury too. So there's there's some A complications injury, with this. I all those guys kind of stink, and I think are in the reason that we're in the two QB streamer part. So yeah. let, let's focus on the Mariotas and Matt Ryan, I think, in particular, going against the Steelers, who do have T.J. Watt back, but still got kind of decimated by Joe Burrow. You have Ryan Tannehill looking like he actually might be good, thanks to the Packers defense and Joe Barry. Keep getting us the top draft pick, Joe Barry. That's what we need. Uh, Taylor Heineke against the Falcons. You have Mac Jones against the Vikings, who got decimated mm-hmm. by the Cowboys. There's a lot of names. Yeah. But I, I think few interesting ones. So how are you going kind to of raise this Yeah, exactly. I time?
2: mean, I'm still mildly interested in Heineke. Uh, for example, my Kyler Murray league, um, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with him this week. And, of course, they have to the buy the next week, so why not just Kyler? So it's a catch-22 for the Cardinals. You wait and get Kyler Murray right, or while doing that, you dig yourself too big of a playoff hole and make it, you know, not matter in, in the end necessarily. Basically but uh, it's a deep 14, 14-team 14 league that, of course, I cut Justin Fields in after week three, uh, given how he looked. But I'm going to keep Heineke, and I'm probably going to start him this week. I know he's been a little bit underwhelming. The running game's gotten going. The defense was the one scoring points. But Atlanta's been uh, you know, just bad in general this week, so something to go for. And also, um, I mean, I don't love Mac Jones, but 13%, he's got his receiving core. Uh, they're getting healthier, and um, they're at Minnesota, who just gave up 40 points to Dak and the Cowboys this past week. So uh, you know, that's an option too. Uh Mariota's probably a little bit safer one, only forty two percent rostered. But uh those are the guys you're looking at. But in all honesty, you're probably just going with your guy. I didn't see any quarterback any overly weeks, you know? overly devastating matchups. Yeah, there's no bye weeks here. So I guess I'll real quick run through the two quarterback guys, you know. We mentioned Colt McCoy, um, you know, while Murray deals with the hamstring injury, he's on the radar if you're desperate. The Texans coach, Lovey Smith, indicated that they may replace David Smills with uh, fifth-year player, former Carolina Panthers starter Kyle Allen. Um, doesn't really get me all that excited, but it's a two-quarterback league relevant nonetheless. I alluded to earlier that Fields is day-to-day with a shoulder injury, I believe, at the Bears' play on Thanksgiving. i got to double-check mm, that. Um, no, I'm not positive so. on that. But um, no, they don't play. It's yeah. the Lions. We're, I mean, we're. If, 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 mm-hmm. It's the Lions and Vikings. Yeah, I was going to say. I knew there were two NFC yeah, teams yeah. that played on Thanksgiving, but I wasn't sure. So Fields is probably safe to wait on. Can out, we uh,
1: mention what he's day to day with though? Not a shoulder been, injury, dislocated left shoulder,
2: and that's not his throwing shoulder, right?
1: But I mean, like that. So, I don't know if you watch that game. So, uh, mm-hmm. for those of you that are not in the match, I just audience, caught the
2: red zone highlights. We were privileged, in the middle.
1: privileged with the Bears, Falcons, and then it was uh, another stinker of a uh, I, the, whatever. There are there two really bad games on. So, I'm like flipping back and forth, like, geez, I just, and I don't have the red zone, so I should be uh, more. And I kept watching that Falcons Bears game because obviously there's more offense involved and thinking they're using him just the same way the Panthers use Cam Newton. And I know people are like, oh, well, Cam Newton was great for fantasy. And Cam Newton was really good. And yes, the Panthers got to the Super Bowl. But my concern was, no, that that was the whole reason mm-hmm. Cam Newton fell off was because we were yeah. utilizing him as a as So basically
2: a, Fields will have a 6-year career and then fall off because he's too injured. I'm worried. <laughs>
1: that was that was not a good uh mm-hmm. showcase from a dynasty perspective well, for Fields.
2: Him I mean, running on 3rd and long, which they find themselves in often, you know, uh him running on 3rd and long is pretty much their best bet for getting a first down. And you can only lean into so many hits, especially when your shoulder's not in its socket. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's yes. a little bit worrisome there for Fields. So uh, definitely one to watch for. And um, Stafford might be droppable if you can afford it here, because you can almost guarantee he's missing the upcoming week. Maybe after that, even when he does come back, the Rams will be out of playoff contention and not have Cooper Cup. So I, I mean, I, I could very much, um, I could very much see Stafford getting dropped this week?
1: Yeah, it's it's tough. I think uh, there's been a decent amount of injuries to that quarterback 7 through 14 tier of guys where you're only left with a handful of options that you trust. And there aren't as many clear streamers because everyone in the NFL is bad. So it's not like, oh, let's just go target the Texans or – Jets or Commanders were all kind of in that same tier because you had mentioned a Tan Hill against the Bengals, okay, maybe Heineke against the Falcons, sure, I, I just can see it. Mac Jones against the Vikings, I don't know. I mean, that's it. Feels like every week we've been doing the show now for mm-hmm. for three months and we're running into these same ones. Yeah, it's the same guys that are play.
2: either. Well, I mean, if you look at the ownership at least uh, across Yahoo, Mariota's just under our threshold at forty two percent. Every other option sixteen percent or under. You know, because there's right. so many of these junk two quarterback league guys. That you know are going to change every single week. The Saints don't know if it's going to be Dalton or Jameis. You know we have to have that conversation. The Jets could, if the Jets want to make the playoffs, Joe Flacco would start. You know that's a good point too. I didn't I didn't note that in here, but he, it's, it's got to be real tough for Sala to trot Wilson out there, especially after he lost the locker room. I don't even know if it's Flacco. It might be Mike White. Next up for them.
1: Well, Flacco was leading the league or close to it in passing yards for the first three weeks of the season mm-hmm. with Zach Wilson. Yeah, out. and then I know,
2: right. I I haven't done the Jets inactives for a few weeks now, but uh, I know they were keeping Mike White up on the Jets active roster with Flacco inactive. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the situation to watch for here because. Yeah, I don't know. The Jets are serious about making the playoffs and contending, and it's going to be time for a change there. The Flacco one
1: actually might be the more interesting play from a streaming, from a, the two QBs. Like, again, we do have the Super Flex uh, Vegas League, and I think Flacco might have some real utility. But then again, you're dealing with the, the Mac Joneses and, and Brissettes for at least a week. And I just think there's so many of those QBs in that tier that to differentiate in a one QB league is, is very difficult. And kind of like a throw your hands up and say, whatever one your personal preference is, is what it ends up leaning mm-hmm. to. Is that? You know, fair enough statement, right, Jake?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Are we good with QBs? You want to move on to the yeah? Backs? I think
2: we've hit enough quarterbacks. Uh, the meat and potatoes here are the running backs and the receivers. <laughs> uh, Andre says, "I'm glad my QBs don't have buys. Yes, at this point,
1: I, I tend to agree as well too. All right, let's take a word or a break and get a word from our sponsors, Blueware. For the video audience, we'll be right back. Obviously, if audio audience, stick around. Uh, discussing more of these running backs here in a second.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
3: Support your journey to wellness at B I O P T I M I Z E R S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium breakthrough from Buy Optimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: Okay, so we're back. It was a fruitful week from waiver wires overall. We had you know, the Van Jefferson and the Cooper Cup entries. What happens after that? A couple of these other guys like Pacheco, Rashad White now with the Buccaneers on Buy. What does that look like with Leonard Fournette, Gus Edwards, who Unfortunately, didn't. The play. I actually like
2: Pacheco's situation rest of season. Now he's uh, he's up at 64 percent right. rostered. I just want to mention Pacheco because, you know, he had a, he looked good on the ground. You know, um, he, maybe McKinnon gets some of those pass protection downs. But Edwards Hilaire was out injured for much of that game. We don't know what's going on with him. I think uh, Pacheco is very much a viable option. Someone that I would arguably I mean, you want it's the best offense in the league. You want a piece of it. And that's someone that I would arguably look to pick up before some of these guys. But it's getting pretty close here.
1: Okay, so this week a little bit different, but there is a there is a certain tier and I think all guys that we'll mention here have some utility. So first we'll start with Latavius Murray, yep. Melvin Gordon Fumble once again was waived by the Broncos. I bet you Melvin Gordon's going to get picked up and we'll have value on a team. I'm not quite positive. I bet you so this, he's going next to week get
2: picked up by a team have no value for that team, but take away some value from somebody that we actually care about.
1: It's possible. Uh, I think there's enough playoff teams that could use a veteran back that does the between the tackles carries that uh, I'm I'm more interested in the Melvin Gordon and where he goes next than this situation. But whatever. Here now Latavius Murray is your starting running back for the Broncos. He's been okay. I mean, he's been getting enough uh, fantasy points where I haven't been horribly hurting having to start in the Dynasty League as many weeks as I have been, but it's not great. Chase Edmonds, high ankle sprain. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett has said he's going to be out multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. At this point, the Chase Edmonds thing is done and dusted. Yeah. You were right on that, Jake. Yeah, uh, exactly. and I've taken every lump possible with mm-hmm. that
2: call. I would have uh, I would have actually put Murray on the cut list last week, given that he was just a part of the three-headed monster in the backfield, but obviously the competition's now gone with Gordon waived. And, um and uh and the Chase Edmonds injury here so now we're looking at latavius Murray at the top of the food chain in that running back room he gets the goal line carries I think that's unquestioned and you're looking at guys like Marlon Mack and Divino Zigwa uh you know off the practice squad here to be his compliments here and I believe at this point moving forward latavius Murray is the guy I'm not crazy about Russell Wilson in the Broncos offense but they'll find their way to the goal line once or twice a game and Murray can cash those opportunities in he looks pretty efficient in doing so I think it's worth pointing out um, only because it's such a big main Matthew Barry had,
1: had tweeted out, I think yesterday about Marlon Mack and how we, we can't be quite done with him yet. Eh, I, I'm I, I, I in deeper <laughs> leagues I mean, he plays in so many of those, but in deeper mm-hmm. leagues, like 14 team leagues, I think Marlon Mack absolutely needs to be rostered. You know, the stake league, for example, there's mm-hmm. somebody that needs to have Marlon Mack on their team in the event that Latavius Murray gets injured exactly. or just is incredibly disappointing. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not looking at Marlon Mack in 10 team leagues. I'm not even looking at him in 12 team leagues, depending on how your, your roster nope. is shaping up, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I probably won't even look at him in stake league, but uh, there is some, it's better than a wasted roster spot, better than a second kicker, that kind of thing. So uh, definitely keep in mind. So there's an interesting contrast between Murray and our next name, which is Samaj Pirine here. I would argue that Murray is the top running back pickup this week because he is the, like I said, top of the food chain goal line back on a team uh, that, and it should be that way the rest of the season, barring an injury to Murray. Samaj Pirine, on the other hand, Looked great this week. Caught three touchdown mm-hmm. passes from Joe Burrow, uh, which is excellent here. You know, he's getting a lot of those targets, uh, you know, that maybe Jamar Chase would be getting or or maybe not because uh, Burrow rarely has enough time to take a seven-step drop, you know. So um, Pirine has been effective. Pirine has had some standalone value even with Mixon. But now we have Mixon in concussion protocol confirmed he has a concussion. So far, at least this season, you don't. I haven't seen very many guys get concussed in one week and make it back immediately for the next week. So uh, that's something to watch out for. So P Ryan is an excellent uh, streamer this week. He wasn't efficient on the ground really at all, but um, but he becomes someone that it was probably number two on the running back pickup list, even if it's short. Excuse me, short lived.
1: So my concerns about P Ryan uh, prior to this week. He had over 20 snaps just three times, and two of those were in the first three weeks of the season while Joe Mixon was uh, struggling a little bit more. I- I'm not convinced P. Ryan is like an asset for them in, in a normal context. Mm-hmm. And Jamar Chase coming back is, is going to happen soon,
2: we imagine. Yep, we see, he- I believe his window started. I mean,
1: that this is hard. Like, if you're talking about Kyron like, Williams, for example, who continues to have. Uh, at least some share in the Rams' offense, no matter how bad it is. I would rather have Kyron Williams, and this is somebody that, that had to start. Joe Mixon took that loss with the concussion mm-hmm. here. I, I'm not. I'm not, and I like P yeah. Ryan. I actually think he's more than serviceable backup. I'm not convinced this is going to be something that really yeah. matters most weeks.
2: Here's the other downside with P Ryan is uh, Titans are the number three defense against running backs. That's who Thanks. they have this week on the road, uh, no less. Now. P. Ryan kind of can defy these stats a little bit because he's more of a pass catcher and it's never really been known for being that efficient on the ground anyway. Um, so there's that. Um, and if you are taking him as the handcuff to Mix and rest of season weeks 15 through 18, it's a uh, top 10 defenses right. against opposing backs. So it doesn't look good for the plan for the fantasy playoffs. You know, even if you have to use him. So while Mix- while P. Ryan still based on volume alone should be a fine play this week. I'm still prioritizing Murray over. Um, You know, just because of his rest of season value. And I'm not necessarily prioritizing James Cook over P. Ryan, but Cook is the next guy I want to talk about uh, because he's very interesting. I know a lot of people dropped him that got his ownership percentage down to 17%. You know, after acquiring Hines, we pretty much thought it was going to be over Mm -hmm. over for Cook. And that is not the case. Hines is still pretty much a non-factor, maybe a little bit in the return game he's getting used. But uh, season-best 11 carries. For James Cook and also is, or tied for a season best 11 carries and a season high in 86 rushing yards against the Browns on Sunday in Detroit, of course. Now, the red flag is uh, just a 25% snap share, but that's a pretty significant in- increase from his season-long rate of 16.6%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's someone that, you know, obviously by week in the past, someone that could complement a guy like Singletary a little bit.
1: I guess um- – I'll put it this way. We're both disciples of Mario Puig. We've said that on a number of occasions. Mm-hmm. Mario would say He'd be an
2: awesome cult leader now that I think about that. I was actually thinking <laughs> about that this morning. <laughs> who who had um, would be good cult leaders? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I was thinking about like how many times you've said the words disciples, disciples. of Mario Puig. This, That's a good band this name, this I heard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Dude, uh, I can see them playing over at high noon. Yeah. I'll yeah. talk to Mario about that. <laughs> anyway. Okay,
1: so <laughs> I Mario would say this is the exact time you want James Cook to go ahead and get 11 carries against a team like the Browns who are just not very good. And from the Bills' perspective, you have playoff aspirations. Don't risk Devin Singletary or Hines, I guess, if you value him in the offense. like
2: this, They're not worried about risking Hines. He's running back kicks. <laughs> I, I'm funny. Well, yeah,
1: that's true. Um, I'm just saying, like, you want these kind of lesser tier running backs to get this exact workload. And I would imagine when things get to be a bit more impactful and the Bills have a lot to play for as the playoffs kind of continue to progress, mm-hmm. you're not going to see James Cook out there all that much. That would, that would be my one concern overall. Mm-hmm. Although if you trade for Hines, uh, you would have thought he'd be more valuable than just kick returns. So to your to your credit, that is, that is something to tie. Yeah, about. I mean, Hines
2: got one carry and Cook got 11 carries. And again, game flow. Because the Browns fought in this game, even though it was well out of reach. You know, that's part of the reason people my man Peoples Jones got a, a nice little garbage time score to pad the stats there. But yeah, no, Cook Cook also has like we've seen a lot of Cook, but there's also some ceiling aspect and of the unknown aspect of can the rookie take another step and elevate his game later in the season? Is he gonna break down? From usage, probably not because the usage hasn't necessarily right. been there. But uh, there's a little bit of a ceiling, uh, an undiscovered ceiling from can he take that next step. So he's an interesting pickup option if you're looking for a stash. Like, for example, I've got Isaiah Spiller sitting in my bench in one league. I think Cook is a little bit more attractive stash than Spiller.
1: Yeah, I guess I would say a guy like Keontae Ingram for the the Cardinals, especially after they, they waved um... – uh, that the, the they waved. You uh, know, Benjamin, Benjamin, you know, that yeah, was a uh, surprise thing. I
2: felt yeah. good for my Connor shares with that, but, uh, um, but yeah, he- I was surprised to see them just cut a guy who was productive for them.
1: This goes back to the conversation we had last week. I'd rather have some of these backups and pivotal spots. So Ingram's one of them, but how about Matt Breida with Saquon Barkley as well to the giants like that. Those are ones I find a bit more valuable. You talk about who Melvin Gordon goes to. I actually mm-hmm. think Gordon would make a lot of sense to the Giants, given the need yeah. that they have. With oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: All right. Um, I guess if you're going to go that route with high-priority high, high priority backups, uh, Dontrell Hiller it's, should make that list. Yes, yeah, so yeah right with the Titans, Absolutely. Sure. I mean, Derrick Henry looks amazing, but uh, – you know, God forbid anything happens to him. I hope this is a wood table. I don't know if it's... It's wood it, enough. It's, it's wood fine. enough. Um, but yeah, if anything happens to him, Hilliard, um, you know, we'll get some carries and also just be a, a pretty effective pass catcher in general. They'll, they'll go to him a little bit more because Henry's been getting his share of screens. So, you know, I guess that's a guy to look at too. And I mentioned, you know, for the for the long stretch dart throw i threw chuba hubbard on here man he had one more snap than deontay foreman this week um still only four carries compared to 12 for foreman had a couple of more targets but hubbard uh is somebody that was on the radar i know alan mentioned in one of his videos that he was basically the guy that was announced as the starter one week you know over foreman before uh, the injury happened and then foreman took over and you know obviously all the stats and and usage leads to mm-hmm. Foreman, but uh, Hubbard is somebody that, um, again, you're not scared of this Carolina offense by any means. But um,
1: I'm actually more willing to cut Chuba Hubbard than, than, than pick him up at this point. I think yeah, Zanta Foreman exactly. is better. And, and, and
2: way, I've so. got a big list of names that are definitely on the chopping block here. Uh, All and I relevant guess you could put Hubbard on there, yeah. So obviously uh, Chase Edmonds, not going to help you. Rest of the season. Khalil Herbert, sadly, you know, injured reserve. Yeah. Yeah. Injured reserve. He could miss the minimum and then maybe come back unless you're, if your league has an IR spot, sure, but I don't know if I'd hold on to him. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. Jalen Warren is interesting. Obviously, we get all the hype, all those reports, and then then he goes out and hurts himself. And, uh, you know, we'll see what the story is on him. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is getting close to this, depending Probably, on what yeah. we hear. He was in cut territory, arguably, beforehand, just because of his usage. And now, if he's injured and going to miss any time, I would, I don't, he's a guy that you'd almost, you know, you cut because you're not going to start him, obviously. And then you hope somebody else recognizes the name and picks him up uh thinking that they'll be useful because then you'll block them from getting a good player that's actually going to help them yeah so uh it's something real there i don't love the james robinson role with the jets I'm dropping obviously you. i don't love the offense there um you know james robinson was looking great with jacksonville mm-hmm. despite the coming off the achilles injury but he only got a 22 snap share that led to seven carries no targets um so I mean it seems like Michael Carter is the guy there I mean Ty Johnson was on the field for more snaps than James Robinson so that's a cuttable offense to me and last but not least I mean you should have cut Daryl Henderson probably already the backfield has been weird there but as Kyron Williams gets involved and as they reintroduce Cam Akers a little bit more Daryl Henderson had two carries on a 6.3 percent snap share you put that name John Doe obviously he's a cut the name is Daryl Henderson you think about it twice so uh, a couple uh some housekeeping to clean up your rosters for the picks with players who are actually going to help you with your playoff push. Yeah,
1: I keep getting angry that Kyron Williams isn't doing much, but when you put it in the relative terms to the rest of the backfield for the Rams, it's like, yeah, okay. And Cam Akers, the 14 carry, 61 yards, that's still not fantastic mm-hmm. and you would think Kyron Williams is more value as a pass catcher yeah, than anybody I'm, else in that
2: I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not crazy about Kyron Williams either, but he had 35, snap shares to compared, or 35 snaps compared to 25 for Akers. Uh, Akers got twice as many carries, 14 and 7. That could even be a pickup if someone let him go. Um, and Kyron Williams two targets and was the only running back targeted in that game which is a little surprising giving given, given that cup but you know maybe these second or third string quarterbacks go to the running backs a little bit Kyron Williams is 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 more rosterable obviously than someone like Henderson
1: hey we'll get to the wide receivers in just a second a bit more depth at that waiver wire position first word from our sponsor Stathead. it's obviously easy to find Derek Henry statistics from this year you can just do a quick google search and visit pro football reference and see these rush for over 900 yards and nine touchdowns. that raises more questions like How many other players have hit those marks through nine games? Or how many did at Henry's age? To answer those questions, there's StatHead. StatHead is your all-access pass to the Pro Football Reference database. In StatHead, you can compare up to six-player stats side-by-side to determine who to start and sit each week. Or you can dig through advanced stats to find the perfect player to add off waivers. There's an array of simple tools that unlock an endless number of search options, all using the same easy-to-use interface that you already know from Pro Football Reference. Plus, StatHead lets you browse Pro Football Reference ad. Free Sign up with the promo code RotoWire for $20 off an annual su- subscription to Stata. Okay, wide receivers we mentioned last week. Christian Watson, MVS, Kadarius, Tony, that has, was the loss. Van Jefferson, uh, great. And your guy, Donovan People's Jones, so I continue to ignore you and continues to hurt me that mm-hmm. I haven't picked him up yet. So this week it's a hey, different receiver that went against the packers yeah it's exactly hey, Burks.
2: I'll, I'll just backtrack to cleveland real quick we were both right in our analysis uh, me being that you should pick up and possibly start peoples jones you being go get Amari Cooper at all costs. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, yes. Because
2: both of these guys are looking great. I'm interested to see, interested, very interested in how the dynamic goes when Deshaun Watson is back at the helm because I'm sure he's got his favorite guys. I'm very interested in how the eventual return of David Ajoku affects this dynamic. He seemed pretty limited in his first game back here. So those are interesting here. Um, But obviously, I, I'm definitely looking towards Peoples Jones. His availability is probably pretty dried up. But again, so, so to go back to the first guy on our list, this is a player who is coming off IR. He's someone that I've used a roster spot on in stake league for the last six weeks. He's someone that I've used a roster spot on in a 12 team league uh, for the last six weeks. uh, Even with the IR spot available there, he's only 21% rostered. That player is Traylon Burks. I do not sleep at all on his line Thursday night against the Packers. Some people might even forget about that since it's a while in the past. Of course, I wish to erase that game from my memory, but you know I don't quite have the eternal sunshine technology quite there yet. If you grab the movie reference, anyway, Traylon Burke, seven of eight targets, 111 yards, no touchdowns against the pass defense for the Packers. Packers have a lot of problems; nobody doubts that. But uh, the pass defense has has generally been pretty respectable, at least statistically, through the first 11 weeks of the season. Maybe it's because they get behind in games and teams just run, and they're a terrible run defense, so people go that go there, but. I'm looking more like a when your defense is bad in every level, and the Packers are,
1: let's just do the path of least resistance, which is the rushing attack, and it has sure. normally worked. But mm-hmm. they obviously – they so the, the complicating part of this is the Packers clearly committed to not letting Derrick Henry beat them, and he didn't, right? He only had like 80 mm-hmm. rushing yards. The only issue is you let the team that has the 34th uh, overall passing yards in the Titans – Go ahead and just decimate you, Ryan Tannehill, over three hundred passing yards. Traylon Burks looked like mm-hmm. vintage Randy Moss. I mean, that was an embarrassing performance. Yeah, and I'm not convinced that a awful, awful Packers defense, and they are on every level, makes you want to use Traylon Burks as the top waiver pickup. But. They clearly were identifying Burks as an advantage and used him from the get-go. So that's yeah. the biggest thing for me is that the, the mm-hmm. Titans want to have Burks involved in their offense and they committed to that this week.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, an Arkansas product, uh, 18th overall pick in the NFL draft this year, in case anybody forgot. He was used sparingly early on when he was healthy, but he seemed to pass the eye test. He gets the ball over the middle, uh, you know, 6'2, 225. He's got enough size, he's willing to go there. Um, he has the trust of Tannehill and um I mean, he's getting, he's more involved than a guy like Robert Woods, who they invested so much in. So obviously the Titans are going to be a run first team heavily, 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 but in some cases they will have to pass the ball. And Traylon Burke seems to be the preferred target there. And um, like I said, I test. Uh, everything. I, I like him. I'm obviously keeping him and trying to acquire a little bit more of him because like I said, the the draft pedigree, the talent, even the er, I test early in the season was there enough for me to hang on to him for six weeks, waiting for him to get cleared from this injury here. And now he's back and now I'm ready to go for it and use him. I almost like him better than the people's Jones guy. I'm all, I'm all high on and definitely better than any other of these uh, waiver wire options we're going to discuss here.
1: Well, So I would much rather have Darius Slayton. Uh, the only issue is he's at 51% rostered. So Mm-hmm. Excuse me. He's close to the threshold that we have when we're, when we're doing this show. And I actually would say I would rather be interested in the number two receiver for the Giants. I think we'll find out Thursday really kind of emerges from that group. And yeah. it's um, a Hodge. I don't know if it's going to be Kenny,
2: Kenny Galladay. Please. Well, I
1: don't know if it's Galladay. Um, Mario had talked about Isaiah Hodgins on the Friday <laughs> show, and he actually looked okay, but then fumbled, pretty critical fumble, a part of the Giants' upsetting loss to the Lions. Like, there's so many another person there has to be for the mm-hmm. Giants to be able to. Could to be successful
2: well, and let's just, just just set the table wandale robinson who we liked a lot yep. uh is unfortunately torn his acl and he is out for the season so in a way slayton is the last man standing mm-hmm. you know so i wouldn't be surprised if uh barkley is second in targets the rest of the way out um but yeah slayton just based on volume alone there's some trust there's some chemistry with daniel jones who there's some familiarity there enough so to um, you know, to make him worth a pickup as well. I actually think DeMarcus Robinson would be an interesting name too. Only five percent rostered, so widely
1: available everywhere. Um, Rashad Bateman out for the year on injured reserve. Right, Deverne just being. Not used whatsoever because uh, Mark uh, Greg Roman is just absolutely dumb. Mark Andrews came back, still had his normal workload. But there has to be a second person today's NFL that gets options. And it was uh, Robinson this week with the 9 and 128 yards. Exactly. He's a blocker. And I think that's the valuable part. The same reason that we had mentioned equanimity St. Brown is maybe he has some value for the Bears earlier Why do you this think Ellen
2: Lazard's snap share is so high every week it's, for the Packers? I mean, you know? that's
1: a crucial role in the Ravens offense. So Robinson will get involved. And in matchups where a secondary isn't as good or maybe not paying attention to Mark Demarcus Robinson, he might have some value too. So yeah, I I, I kind of nine like targets by. turns yes. that into
2: 128 yards. Well, meanwhile, DeVerne had just one target. And it just again, that confuses the heck out of me. There wasn't really another wide receiver in the mix here. They threw to their running backs, they threw to Andrews, of course, and a little bit to likely. But when you get more targets than Mark Andrews, that gets my attention here. And uh yeah, Demarcus Robinson suddenly becomes very interesting.
1: I I mean deeper league, stake league with the 14 teams, but I would consider starting Demarcus Robinson this year, wide receiver three or four. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like him over Van Jefferson, who we were touting a lot last week at this point. I can't really ignore DeMarcus Robinson's numbers. I also can't ignore Paris Campbell, who continues to be an asset now with Matt Ryan as your starting quarterback for the Colts.
2: Yeah, he seems to be somebody that Ryan likes. Uh, his availability is there. It's only 40%. Again, could be a Matt Ryan special, but he was uh, second on the team in snapshare among wide receivers, third in targets, caught five of his six targets for 67 yards. And that is with – the Colts leading most of the game. They led through three quarters of the game. And, you know, Jalen Hurts led orchestrated quite the comeback there for the Eagles there. So uh this is what the Colts probably focused on running the ball to JT, even with a with a injured offensive lineman. I did their inactives this week. They had a little bug going around the team. Um but uh yeah, so a Matt Ryan special. I think uh well the Colts defense is pretty solid. I don't know if they're gonna have too many positive game scripts uh necessarily moving forward. So Campbell's in the mix as well.
1: Uh, And then Sky Moore, obviously, with Juju Smith-Schuster. Possibly he he had the fencing thing, as Tua did as well, too, after the concussion. Mm -hmm. Not sure what Juju will look like. Nicole Hartman's on injured reserve. Kadarius Tony's always hurt. MVS stinks. Like, there's... There's a lot of uncertainty with that Chiefs offense, and yes, Travis Kelsey destroys the Chargers. But what happens when the Chiefs are not playing the Chargers, like the rest of the season? Somebody else has to get involved. I thought Sky Moore looked really, really good Sunday night.
2: Yeah, yeah. So six percent roster. Most people that had used any draft capital on, him, myself included, had have given up on come, him yeah. um, at this point. But uh, the other concern is is the snap share wasn't super high for him. I think it was only he was only around twenty snaps. Um, but you know, that could possibly grow given the situation here. I got the percentage right here. Thirty-eight point seven percent of snaps. So you outsnapped Tony, but I think Tony was on his way to outsnapping him until he uh aggravated that hamstring injury. So like I said, uh Tony is hurt. Uh Mikko Hardman, did he go on IR? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So he's on IR with the abdominal injury. Tony's hurt again. Valdez Scantling is someone that you can't really trust at all outside of best ball. He's gonna be on my chopping block in a 14 team league in stake league here actually. So uh, go nuts for him um, if you would like. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's just a part of it is last man standing because um, there has to be an effective receiver. Sky Moore can maybe take that turn. There's some of that unknown ceiling aspect that I had mentioned with James Cook and Juju, you know, he missed the one game with a concussion. It was a pretty bad concussion. I guess we don't know for a fact that he'll be back this week necessarily. So uh, Sky Moore gets on the radar as well. Um,
1: you, you had mentioned this name, and it, it's fair. It I should was be discussed. Say the last
2: name I want to mention. Uh,
1: this feels like Josh Gordon. We do every single year. Yeah. But Odell Beckham at forty three percent rostered. Yep. The people that sat through eleven weeks mm-hmm. of having Odell Beckham on the roster have probably churned it multiple times. Are also all losers, right? Like they're they're waste. Yep. This is the classic. You're wasting a roster spot mm-hmm. thing that you always tell me. Yeah. I don't. I just I would, don't care about. I was on. A- I know others do.
2: I was on a group text um, uh, with, uh, with KOB. We're helping out one of our friends with our fantasy team and, um, and she needed a, she needed pick pickup her. and he was trying to help like with long-term pickups. And he's like, well, is Odell Beckham out there? And then I, I, like, I wasn't participating in the text because I was working. And then I picked up my phone just to say, Odell Beckham has no spot on this team. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> like, I love that you guys are like uh, collectively uh, really reinforce this. I just, yeah. so like, I understand the, the Odell Beckham looked really good towards the end of that Rams Super Bowl run and was a key piece in that offense. Will he be a key piece in the Bills' offense or the Cowboys' mm-hmm. offense? I don't know. Yeah. Will he be healthy? I don't know. Will he have attitude issues? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> like, There's there's too many I don't know's to a question when at this point mm-hmm. you need to be making sure your fantasy playoff yeah. roster is set, and, and that's Here's, just too yeah. much uncertainty.
2: Here's my analogy. Here's my comp. Right, um, you, I, I said with Melvin Gordon, he's going to go somewhere. And he is not going to be an asset on his own, but he will slightly detract from one of the established assets. That's pretty much what I see with Beckham. Yeah, it's possible. Maybe one it. or two less targets for C.D. Lamb. He might make it so Michael Gallup is unstartable. I think that's the best fit, right? He's probably going to go to the Cowboys if I had to guess and wager on it now.
1: Yeah, given all the tweets, and, and that's the other part that pisses me off too is that we the, the the teasing for a month and a half on social media just makes me want to barf. Like I just, yeah, just stop doing I mean, it. Wants to make a stay decision. relevant. You could stay relevant. That's exactly with your play,
2: what. It is. But- Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm done with that. And and mm-hmm. wherever he signs, great. I think. Yeah.
2: Actually, if you're rostering Odell Beckham right now. Cut him. Make someone spend some fab on him and, and clear Let's yourself, for someone, Go ahead clear and yourself trade, for someone I that's going to actually help you. Yeah, I don't know you if you could be certainly... a good kicker in a, in a trade, but I guess other people, they, they get excited by the name. So anyway, uh, if you do have to make some cuts, you know, we had alluded to Ben Skronik last week, uh, given the Cooper Cup injury and somebody needing targets there. Obviously, he's still he's out on the field the entire game. Maybe that's a blocking thing, too. Um, but yeah. his usage isn't really there, and it's looking like a second or third string quarterback this week. He can go back out on the wire. And like I said earlier, as much as I love DuVernay as a player, as much as I wish they'd find ways to get him the ball in open field, you can't justify it's a roster rumen. spot after a one-target game. He just can't happen. One target, one carry, that usage uh, has no spot in, in – even 14-team fantasy leagues. So.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I'm dropping him in a lot of different places. Uh, let's go ahead and bury my grave officially with the Kyle Pitts on of Reserve News. I'll be honest and I'll say that uh, that's helpful. I, I could stop hurting myself and playing him in my lineup every week and just make another bad decision at tight end. And, and last week was the time to do so when there were so many fruitful options. The Eagles never really gave us a certain tight end to take it over somebody else with Dallas Goddard out Uh, but there's plenty of guys to mention at least before we do so word from our sponsors Monkey Knife Fight football is back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you've been looking for and obviously if college football is more your speed they got plenty of that too on Monkey Knife Fight there's no Sharks salary capture no math just easy to win I'm sorry easy to play easy to win daily fantasy player props join now at MonkeyKnifeFight.com and just get your first game free then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit matched instantly up to $100 so what are you waiting for join Monkey Knife Fight today what are you waiting for let's pick up some of these guys like Foster Moreau, David Nujoku, Hayden Hurst, McBride, mm-hmm. who I mentioned earlier, uh, the four catches. I yeah. know 18 yards not great. You have Marquise Brown back. Uh, there's there's guys. Prob- there's I guys, would man.
2: probably take all of those guys over the four that I wrote down this week. I wanted to put some new names here um, and – There are some guys, but there's nobody that I really get excited about. Evan Ingram, 36%. He's back from a bye week. He'll get some targets, but his usage and production has been so wildly inconsistent, like most of the tight end, um, that he he gets his name on there because he's coming off a bye week and maybe someone had to make a tough roster decision. The other guy i like to mention is Juwan Johnson for the Saints. Again, this is probably desperation, but he caught three of his four targets for 47 yards and a score. There is some touchdown upside with Juwan Johnson. You know, I, I... I guess after Njoku, Moreau, and, and Hurst, you're looking at Juwan Johnson as maybe next up. He might be a little more attractive than McBride um, because he is at, he's producing, whereas McBride is more of a could produce. But he's in the mix. Another guy off a of bye week, Mike Jasicki, 34%, uh, best, worst gritty in the game. Um, he's back from a bye week, and he gets the Texans this week, so.
1: It's a um, hard-hitting podcast news when we can discuss the gritty uh, of okay. Mike Jusicki. <laughs> Juwan Johnson five touchdowns in four weeks is interesting to me, and I had again yep. having Kyle Pitts in a lot of places was looking at tight end. That end of season schedule is brutal, and yep. I'm not convinced that I want to rely on somebody yeah. who's literally touched on the pen. Mm-hmm. In, in I the don't believe Juwan
2: the best Johnson. days are ahead of him, too. You know, you right. might end up with like eight touchdowns on the season and all because of that stretch. So you're buying the past production and not the future production. I understand making that move if you have to. Um, I'm, I'm picking end. up
1: Jusicki. again as somebody that's, that's been hurt yeah. by Kyle Pitts. Jusicki is the one they're going after, and I'm not excited about But it's the same way as yeah. having Robert Tunyon or Dawson mm-hmm. Knox. Like, exactly. Whatever you get, you're just hoping to get in mm-hmm. that position. That's and speaking
2: of captain inconsistency, we have Taysom Hill, whose ownership has dropped to 47%. He had a pretty decent week. He was heavily involved in the game plan, threw a few passes, ran the ball like eight times, and, uh, you know, even caught a couple passes. So that kind of thing alone makes him interesting if he was dropped at all.
1: Yeah, you're right. At 47% rostered. You could do worse.
2: As we just discussed, you could do worse.
1: (laughs) Yes, Uh, I think the streaming defenses is a little less obvious. Everyone was on the commanders. We called that one uh, as well, too. They literally within seconds of that game, we're able to put value on with the interception return for Absolutely. a touchdown. I don't know if it's quite as easy this time. I have one that I'm picking up, that's it's not even listed on this. So I'll let you uh, run through the three, and then I'll, I'll pitch my final defense. Yeah,
2: I think the first thing you look at is uh, it's going to be the Chiefs at 47% rostered, so maybe not super available. But uh, they're at home, and they get the Rams at home. And the Rams already, we know of all of their offensive line issues to begin with. Um, And they're going to be throwing out out either uh, Wofford or Bryce Perkins this week. So um, (laughs) the Rams were a matchup to target even when Stafford was at the helm um, because he gets sacked, his team gets behind, and then late in the game he's throwing bad passes in an attempt to lead a comeback. Um, That's not going to get any better with backup quarterbacks, so I'm looking at the Chiefs first. I'm a little bit interested in the Dolphins, who defensively on paper, statistically not great, but they're only 26% rostered. They get a home game Could against the Texans. Yes, against the Texans, maybe with Kyle right. Allen starting. Right. That might be worse. So You might want David Mills to keep that not job. against I think Kyle Allen's screaming. worse. I'll yeah, take either, either one, one of okay. those. Anyway, 26% rostered at home and coming off a of bye week. So, you know, you, they'll be rested. Maybe they'll have a special game plan, extra time to watch film. I'm also interested in the Jets at 46%. Um, they get the Bears, and it might be Trevor Simeon who poses no real threat at all offensively. So, I don't um, think
1: that's gonna. I think, I think Fields is gonna play, and it's, it's gonna be is he gonna tough it up? I either do. Way, that's I why, do. why I put
2: the That's why me and I think Jerry too put the Jets down at number three. Uh, I, I'm still looking for the Chiefs first, but I'm, I'm curious to hear about your pick. So,
1: Chiefs and Dolphins, I like more, and I guess I, I didn't see either one of those available, so it wasn't my call. Um, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm considering dropping the Patriots defense, but maybe you can talk me out of this the Patriots. Uh, they play the, the Vikings this week. And I know that the Vikings only scored three against the Cowboys. I don't anticipate that happening uh, again They'll on it Thanksgiving. Together. Like it, It's they're too good of an offense to do that. So I'm considering dropping the Patriots defense for the Colts who play Kenny Pickett and the Steelers this week. Kenny Pickett has thrown 40 or more attempts over four of the last, sorry, three of the last four weeks. And yet has thrown over 200 yards. Just two of those.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, obviously, only one, only only one interception in the last three yeah. weeks. Only one touchdown over the last. Yeah. three
2: Yeah, I mean it should have been two. He had Pickens right in the bread basket, but Pickett's been so bad. I think Pickens, Pickett. Pickett has been so bad that Pickens I think was surprised to have a pass so accurately <laughs> thrown to him right in his hands. With separation, waltzed into the end zone. Uh, not going to happen, so sorry to all those pick owners out there. Stat line w- would have looked a little bit better, but uh, I do agree the the defense isn't what the problem is uh, with the Colts, and uh, they can excel in a matchup like this. Yeah, I, I just
1: think um, pretty good at stopping the run, which is what really got going against the Bengals with Najee Harris last week, and then letting Kenny Pickett throw the ball is exactly what the Colts want to do to win. So I I am picking up the Colts in a lot of different places, especially over the commanders, um, You know things like that, That that's – That is my streaming defense this week. Although, again, like you mentioned with the Chiefs and possibly second or third string quarterback for the Rams, easy call for me. And Dolphins, too, if they're available at 26% roster. I looked at my 15 leagues. I guess only 10 are like defense. They weren't available anywhere, which is weird because it's off by. So maybe I need to just go look again. I might have missed it. Uh, cause you would, th- who's, who's stashing the dolphins defense.
2: Yeah. I, I, maybe for the Texans matchup, <laughs> they are very, maybe, maybe I, they're very they're like, disciples of Joe Bartle and want to stash two defense. <laughs> yes! three I
1: three finally three got, got followers of my own. Yeah. I mean, I'm in some smart leagues. I don't know if I'm in that smart of league. So I think it's a user error on that one. And I'm just not looking for the dolphins. So that does it for us on the Tuesday edition of the word aware NFL podcast Again, sponsor you by no house advantage. Jake, I guess real, real quick. One question here, uh, that we had overall. So, starting start two this week this is non-PPR Keenan Allen Michael Pittman T Higgins Amari Cooper I only bring this up Jake because there are four really good receivers and I feel like you can't really they just wanted the, they just wanted the victory that's lap. exactly what this But is, the answer right? is Amari Cooper and T Higgins okay so, okay even even if Jamar Chase comes back this week
2: um yes yes
1: yes okay all right so yeah that's that's where I thought as well too that I mean there's four really good receivers Um, You wouldn't trade Antonio Gibson and and Ramondre Stevenson, right? I guess that there's no really reason. Don't, even though it's probably not going to be If you get Ramondre,
2: go get him. (laughs) Any
1: running back you would trade for Antonio Gibson and Ramondre Stevenson?
2: Here's a a picture. I traded Antonio Gibson for Alan Lazard in one league this past week, right before the deadline. Okay. Uh, So that was, I I think that's an even trade. He needed a, a running back that week. I needed a receiver that week. And, you know, we just helped each other out. But there's your, there's your trade comp level for gibson if you're looking for someone in there so look at obviously somewhere around the lines of where lazard is ranked if you're dying to move him
1: yeah riley of course jamar chase is an automatic start if he comes back i'm not worried about that one of the best receivers in the league i would anticipate the Bengals yeah. put him out there there's there's no worry. i want to make
2: sure he gets a at least a week of limited practices in and then no, you no, don't no. see any reports about a snap count or anything like that so it's but, not
1: like a hopkins thing where he's like a game time decision you wouldn't start chase um I'm not worried about whatsoever. Like are, the are, they playing, put are they playing there, late
2: this week? I, I closed out all my tabs. I thought uh,
1: yeah. they they play on Sunday. So I, I mean, okay, you got so many games on Thursday. If yeah. if the given the Bengals in their playoff and Super Bowl aspirations choose to play Chase, it's the idea that he is completely healthy, and you as a fantasy manager should do the same thing. That's that's my my recommendation. That yep. overall, uh, real quick Thanksgiving tier, it's mac and cheese, potatoes, and everything else. Right, Jake?
2: Oh boy.
1: I only said it just for the controversy. We want to throw that out there,
2: man. <laughs> I, um, I I, I got to have stuffing, man. Stuffing's, yeah. I, yeah. I, I've, I've actually, my, my family wasn't real big on mac and cheese until a couple of years ago recently. Okay. You know, it was always just kind of a, a side dish, but the mashed potatoes and the stuffing, stuffing is in there, man, because um, it is for sure. I terribly miss capriotis. It used to be right down the street from the yes, office. Yes. And they used to have a Bobby sandwich that had turkey stuffing, cranberry sauce, and mayo. And there was like good shaved turkey oh, too. Oh, that sounds amazing. And um stuffing is a key component to uh your leftover Thanksgiving sandwiches. It's yes. uh it goes fantastic with gravy. So um I definitely gotta stick uh, I gotta stick stuffing in there somewhere.
1: I just am a glutton for food overall, so I'll eat all of it. My hottest take, uh, and I don't even feel like it's that hot anymore, is that Turkey, not all that good. Uh, I will go with the ham. And I love the it, – it's really been a COVID thing. And now yeah. I, I like that people have kind of pushed this more. Non-traditional Thanksgiving stuff, totally fine. If you want burgers and brats for Thanksgiving, let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Barbecue, let's go for Prime it.
2: Prime rib. Prime rib would be the best uh, substitute unless you're saving that for Christmas. Ah,
1: steak. I mean, that you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all for all that That's stuff. That's fair. Uh, I mean, yeah, turkey. turkey
2: usually, I just down it in gravy, so it, <laughs> so it, it, it stays moist see. enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah So I'm, I'm basically it's just a vessel for more gravy for me, <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's that's another good band name, uh, vessel for more gravy. I'm but if about. I am going to take some turkey, I'll try to snatch a leg and get the dark meat. I like the dark meat; it's not so dry as the as the uh, white meat.
1: Okay, well, I I gave this Thanksgiving rundown for a few more questions to pop, and none did. So that officially does it for us on the Tuesday edition of the Roto Air Podcast, again, sponsored by No House Advantage. For everyone listening while they're driving to the holidays or celebrating, obviously, this week, uh, stay safe, and hopefully best of luck in your Thursday games. I think it's always the worst when the Thursday games stink for your fans, teams, you have to prepare. But uh, with the playoff push coming up, be aware for your trade deadlines. And then 13 and 14, we do have bi-week still. So keep all that in mind. Uh, and we'll be right there with you as we continue on through the rest of the regular season from a waiver wire pra- uh, perspective. So best of luck again for everyone's lineups.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.